Guys, welcome back. We are now on video series 14. 14. 14. Boom. Boom. Pace, thank you so much for being here again to break down another creative financing strategy. This has been so much fun. I hope you guys are getting a ton of value out of this. So far from the first set we did, I think we've had a couple hundred thousand views and maybe like less than a couple less than two months yeah, yeah. since we released that. So. What's cool is like people will DM me on Instagram and they'll go, even today I should show you. Somebody goes, Hey Pace, I have a sub two deal, but what do I do with all the equity? And I just take the hybrid video. <laughs> it's the hybrid video number three in our series. Yeah. And I send it to people in my DM. So yeah. I'm sending people over to your, your YouTube. It's drawn a lot of attention from people that are on my channel. So thank you again for that. And the reason why this is so relevant and so important is because Going into this new year, 2023, given the market conditions we're in, creative financing has to be a part of your game plan. It can be your whole game plan, but if it's not at least strategies that you're implementing, you're really missing the boat. You're, you're going to be missing out on a lot of deals. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I'm excited about this topic, which is dating contracts. Dating contracts. Episode 14 in our series. Dating contracts is one of those things that doesn't have to have an up or down cycle. They're beneficial for a variety of different reasons. Um, and do you mind if I jump into it? Let's do it. What is a dating contract? Yeah, here's a dating contract, everybody. Dating contract is where um, there's three or four different iterations of it. It's the same thing, but there's three or four reasons why you would do one. Okay, so number one, I have a seller that wants to sell her finance to me, but he doesn't trust me just yet. And so I go, well, let's not get married. Why don't we do some sort of dating contract where essentially I, you, you, cre we create the promissory note. We create all the paperwork. The paperwork is all done, but you don't allow me to record the documents until I've shown you six months, 12 months, 18 months of proof that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Like a trial period. Like a trial period. It's just a dating contract. Now, a second reason you would do this is you'll get a seller that will have a tax implication if they sell this year. Okay, this is where this came up. This was probably about three years ago. So it's not that recent that I've been doing this. I've never seen anybody else doing this, but I'm sure you've done stuff mm -hmm. like this, um, which is cool about creative finance. There's so many different iterations of that core concept. And so Jerry's probably done a handful of like iterations of this, but you'll get sellers that say, I would love to sell my house to you right now. And you maybe, if you guys have ever run into this, make a comment down below. Seller will sell, sell to you right now, but I'll sell next year in the new year because I've already sold enough properties or I already have so much income that came in this year that if I sell my property to right now, it's going to cause a massive uh, tax hit. So I'll wait until the new year. So my tax button gets reset and my income level gets reset. Well, the last thing you want to do is let time kill deals. Have you ever had a, a time? A time lot kills of, all deals. Time yeah. kills all deals. So if a seller is ready to sign right now, we go, Perfect. I have this thing called the dating contract and I'll give Jerry my version of my dating contract so he can give it to you guys in one of your links. What's a link that you could add it to? Do you have a link? I have a creative financing hacks. Okay, cool. So, so he'll add it. He'll add it to that. Or make cool. a new one. Yeah. Maybe he'll create a new link, but he'll put in the description down below and it'll be the dating contract. So I call my attorney. And I go, can I get a contract written where I get into a kind of like a, like a lease option? He's like, yeah, you could kind of do a lease option, but he's like, I'd rather it not be a lease option. I'd rather it be that he sold it to you on paper, but you have to record it at a future date. You're just not allowed to record it today. Then that way you can go and record it and you don't have to worry about executing the option. I go, okay, cool. Do you have in the dating contract stipulations? Like if this happened, if this, if these things don't happen, then null and void 
the deal. Yep. So here's what happened. So Sean St. Clair, my attorney here local, he drafts it. And what we did is we did all the paperwork, seller sold the property to me and the attorney, Sean St. Clair held the paperwork at his office until six months later until the new year. And then we, we had Sean record the documents. He held the executed total executed contract. Everything's Everyone completely signed, executed. Everything. Yeah. Okay. So it's helpful in that situation where a seller goes, I want to sell, but I'll sell to you next year. Touch base with me in the new year. This happens all the time. Hey, wholesalers. If you haven't heard of PropWire, it's the best thing that happened to real estate since Zillow. Basically, it's a free website where you can search and download an unlimited number of motivated seller leads absolutely free. PropWire's database of 157 million properties includes vacant houses, pre-foreclosures, absentee owners, REOs, auctions, empty nesters, high equity properties, probate, tired landlords, and more. Plus, they have MLS listings and a keyword tool that finds distressed properties on the MLS for you in seconds. Oh, and one more thing. If you're a flipper, a buy and hold investor, or even a real estate agent, PropWire has the data to power your business too. Check it out at joinpropwire.com. That's another time you'll use it. Another time you'll use a dating contract is right now, I have a house in Gilbert, Arizona, down by like Santan Mall, really nice two-story, cutie little house, like four bed, two bath house. And the seller sold it to me on sub two. The problem is, they have a um, they have a down payment assistance program on the property. Okay. And so they go, well, let's do an executory contract. So we talked about this in executory contracts, but what we didn't talk about is converting an executory contract into a sub two deal once the time allotment runs out. So it's essentially kind of a dating contract. So if you have a balloon, like let's say your land contract or your executory contract has a two-year balloon, you could then convert that to sub two. Right. So this is what we're doing. So they had a, they had a five-year stipulation on their down payment assistance program that says, says they can't transfer the deed. They can't refinance. They can't sell. They can't do anything. They can't do anything on that property for five years. And so they were, they sold the property to me at the 4.5 year mark, yeah, right? So have six more months. Is it a penalty or just a deed restriction? It's a penalty. Penalty. So it's a hefty penalty. Yeah. Like 20% it's or something. $50,000 plus. It's, it's like so big that every time you hear about it, you go, oh, well, that's sizable. So what we did is we did an executory contract that immediately converts to a sub two deal on the date that the um, down payment assistance program expires. So what happens is I take, I do those, the documents, they're fully execute. They sit at the title company and the title company then records them and converts it to a sub two deal once the time allotment runs out. And the reason why I do this is because I don't want to, I don't want time to be the reason that we're not getting a deal done. I want also, I don't want my credibility, not the reason I'm getting a deal done. One of the biggest reasons why I got a, I did my first dating contract is because the seller's like, I don't trust you. I go, okay, well, if you don't trust me, then so then if nothing's executed, is it sort of then a lease or do you still make the same payments if it's a creative deal? So or? you make all that, you make the payments exactly the way it is. You get credit for all the payments. It's just that the documents have simply not been recorded at the county recorder's office. So this sounds very similar to, maybe we can add this and combine dating contract with options. Yeah. Similar to a similar to option. option, but just straight options. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Or we could do that. It's own category. I do a lot of options. I think an option ha deserves its own category. Okay, let's make it its own category. Here's what's going to happen. I think, cause options are amazing and I think it deserves its own category. 
the thing with a dating contract is when you guys are out there and you talk to a seller, you don't have a mentor like me, you don't have a mentor like Jerry, you're brand new. A good mentor lets you use their credibility. A good mentor will say, hey, here's my resources. Here's my this. Here's my proof of funds, proof of funds, whatever. I do this really cool thing for my students where I create a loom video once a month. I go log into my bank account. I show how much money I have. I show my schedule of real estate owned. I show here's my office. Here's who I am. And it's about an eight minute video every month addressing my students, sellers, agents, lenders. And I say, hi, my name is Pace Morby. You're probably um, my one of my partners is sending this to you. I just want to show you we do have the capital. We do have the history. We do have the blah, blah, blah. When you don't have something like that and you're brand new, a seller is going to say to you probably 20 to 40% of the time, I would seller finance you, but what happens if you don't make your payments? And you're Show me your track record. Show me your track history. Not only that, yeah. but also just the confidence. Yes. So like in my, in my 100% funding program for transactional funding, or even in my finder program, we give proof of funds similar. And when you have that, the, your confidence level, when you go negotiate a deal just goes through the roof because you're like, I have, I have support and backing to what I'm telling somebody. It's like somebody putting you in a gladiator pit without a weapon. It's like, dude, I have nothing. I, I am naked here and I'm about to fight a battle here. But, but you're when doing you, that, that loop, now all of a sudden you've got a shield, you've got a, a weapon, right? You have confidence. And you, you go in there and now you've got confidence to go tackle. That. Exactly. I, yeah, I really like that. And so a, a, a dating contract allows you to go to the seller and say, look, you shouldn't trust me. That's the answer. You shouldn't trust me. Why don't you let my, the proof of me going and doing this for you for six months straight be the proof and the credibility that you need. And if at any point during the next six months, eight months, nine months, I fail, then you get the property back, no harm done, and we can go on our merry way. But you drafted a dating contract that states that you're trying this out. It's a trial period. If you build your credibility on the six month, there's a stipulation that states if you've done everything in the contract that you said you were going to do, make your payments on time, handle the property. There's no this, that, and the other, whatever. Um, you're not getting the, you know, if a flood happens in the property, it's your responsibility to fix it, right? If you turn, you turned it into a rental or whatever. And if you take care of those things that on the six month, the property becomes yours and it becomes a full seller finance opportunity. Love that. You know, it reminds me a little bit that the concept of this is like um, with my private money investors, sometimes um, I can get my lenders to defer payments. Yeah, I love it. Which is great, right? Because now you're not making that monthly payment, saves you on cash flow. I did that quite a bit in the beginning. What is defer payments for people who don't know? Great question. So deferred payments means, let's say you have a private money investor and you're paying them 8% on their money. The, the, the interest is accruing. So the money's adding up like every month you owe the money deferred payments means rather than make that check on the first of the month, it's just accumulating in which, the back, which is really good, especially in a burr strategy deal or you're flipping the house because now I still am going to pay you the same amount of money, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hemorrhage every month yes. as it comes out of my pocket to pay you. Now, what I tell people is the minute you can service that payment every month, do it. And here's why there's something special happens when your private lender logs into their banking and sees that payment made on the first of the month. It gives peace of mind. It, it's, it's like confirmation that you're doing what you said you're going to do. So I want that. I want that warm, fuzzy feeling to happen with my lenders. What I found is when I defer payments, I get a phone call. Hey, how's that project going? What's going on? I haven't heard from you in a month. <laughs> they're thinking they're at home thinking what's going on with my money on this deal I did with Jerry Norton. Whereas that payment is kind of like, 
I have lenders that they don't call me ever. And I know it's because they're getting that payment on the first of the month, like clockwork. I like that. This is the, I think raising capital, you and I got to do a raising capital series at some point. Cause I think it's one of my favorite topics me to talk too. about, like, where do they come from? How do you talk to them? How do you structure it? What is the paperwork? How do you secure them? There's so many amazing conversations. If you guys want us to do a private <laughs> lending little mini series for you, tell raising us capital, raising capital, we'll do it. And, and you know, part of raising capital is the vernacular. Like, you cannot have high level conversations with capital people if you don't understand the financial terms. So the instruments, the terms. One, one of the things that's interesting is like talking about dating, right? Dating is all about earning trust before you ask for, ask for somebody's hand in marriage, essentially. Right. So same thing with your private money lenders. They're going to come to you and they're going to go, um, yeah, you know, I see you doing deals and yeah, I would lend money to you, but when do I get my money back? Remember when you were young, they were always asking you that question. Yeah. Now, after you've dated them and you've done multiple deals with them, your, your private money lenders are like, keep the money for two years. Just make me my payment. Yeah. I don't care. I trust you. So what I did, and I still do. So um, we, I raised $2 million a couple months ago for this big uh, multifamily deal that I'm doing. And I'm refinancing these lenders out right now. Mm -hmm. But my refinance loan came three weeks early. So I have the opportunity to just pay them off three weeks before uh, three weeks early, which means there's three weeks of interest that I don't have to pay them. And most investors would look at this and go, I just got three weeks faster. Don't have to pay any interest. This is awesome. What I'm doing, this is where you can really be a great marketer because this is a marketing strategy. I called up every one of my private money lenders. There's eight of them on this project yesterday. And I said, hey, just want to thank you so much for lending on this project. I'm, we're wiring the money three weeks early. And they're like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hey, before we get off the phone, I want to let you know that you'll, get, you'll receive your full month's interest for the month, even though I only use it for one week. Of what does that do for a future? Oh gosh, the goodwill that you just create. Because now they're earning interest and they got their money back early. Like, right. And if you're making a yeah. hundred grand, 200 grand, 300 grand on the project, what do you care if you pay an extra thousand dollars to each one of them and they all make an extra eight, a total of $8,000 guys, it's, it's, it's priming the pump. One of the greatest parables of like, we probably learned in church is the, the priming of the pump. Make sure you're priming the pump all the time, dating and courting people and making sure that it's not about today's deal. Okay, when you get to a bigger scope and your business gets the size, Jerry's got this really cool project going on, and uh, you've got this big luxury thing going on in Puerto Rico. Is that still going? Mm -hmm. That like four, it's forty houses or something, forty million. Um, well, there's a twenty lot development I'm trying to do. Okay, twenty lot development. So you're not stressing about raising money for that, are you? Because you've been courting and essentially dating these people, and you've earned their trust. So and there's multiple layers of money involved. Yeah, right. But it's it's all just layers of how to put capital together on a deal. Right. So in a dating contract, when you guys are out there and you don't have this credibility that Jerry has, right. Or I have, this is how you get deals done is the seller says, I don't trust you. I don't know you. You don't have flipping mastery YouTube channel. You don't have an A&E television show. You don't have this. Why would I trust you? You go, well, you shouldn't trust me. That's the line. You shouldn't trust me. Why don't you date me for six months? I'll prove to you that I can get this deal done. Here's what's funny. The, like the second or third dating contract that I did, seller says, I don't trust you. Or I, why should I trust you? I go, you shouldn't trust me. But let's create a dating contract. And as, after he saw the paper, he goes, yeah, I'll just sell it. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need this. The fact that you're willing to go through that process was all the seller needed. Yeah. 
because you're showing them that confidence. One of the things I like to say a lot, Pace, is uh, in real estate, it's never about the deal at hand. It's always about the relationship. And when you can shift your focus from doing this wholesale deal and making five grand or, you know, maybe I maybe I do a deal with Pace and make some money. But if I can think way past the deal and think about, man, if I can create a strategic relationship with a Pace Morby, then what is that going to mean for me in the next 10 years or 20 years? And that's the way that you really operate your business. That same concept holds true with your money lenders, uh, other, other investors in your market, you know, JV and on deals with other wholesalers and even your sellers. So like if you can create these relationships with sellers, think about that. They're going to know other people. I can't tell you how many deals I do. That's a referral from a seller, not another investor. A seller tells their buddy or their mom or whoever about this great deal they put together with Jerry. And now they're referring you to other people because they had a great experience. You want to hear, I know this video has gone on long. Ben's body language is telling me that we're going to run out of battery or something. No, no, <laughs> okay, cool. He's just doing his, he's doing his laps. Okay. Guys, give Ben a shout out in the comments this down below. This is a below. three camera setup. It's a this three camera easy. setup. One and guy. he has an iPad. There's four screens that he has to manage right now. It's a lot, actually. That's I, I, more my I brain would have fried. So um, people ask, where does private money come from? If I call this girl right now, okay, pay, pay attention. This is really good. First and foremost, I'm going to call this girl. Her name's Desiree. Okay. I haven't talked. I haven't been on the phone with Desiree in half a year, but watch what happens. I call this girl right now. Private money lender. And I'll tell you where I got this money. You'll, it, you'll go. Yep. hundred percent. Hi, Pace. Hi, Desiree. What's cracking? What are you doing? You are, are you at work? Yeah, I'm at work today. What happened? I was just calling you to talk to you. You said you you wanted to chat with me. I know. I want to chat about that house. What do you think? When are you, when are you off work? 7 p.m. Are you going to be able to talk? Yeah, call me. Are you sure? Isn't it weird that I bought your house and we here I am now still talking to you about buying a second, third house with you? I, I would never call anyone else. Are you crazy? You're the best. Call just shoot me a text when you get off work. I will. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So here's the story with Desiree. Okay, this is great for you guys to understand the credibility of this. It was a wholesale deal. How the house is on Wolf Street. I offer 110 cash. She says, Why would I? I don't trust you. You're not going to follow through. These other three people bailed on me at 110. I go, all right, well, come get in my Prius and let's go grab a, a burger together. We go and grab a burger together. We hang out for 20, 30 minutes. She's like, okay, you seem like a nice enough guy. She sells the house to me at 110. I wholesale that for 130. So I make 20 grand. But as we're at the closing table, I said, what are you doing with your $110,000? She goes, oh, I'm, I think what I want to do is I want to lower my monthly bills. So I'm going to pay off my, this is making his skin crawl, just thinking about it. So she goes, I'm going to go pay off my this and pay off my that. And then I'm going to save up for a down payment on a house to buy for my family. She's watching Dave Ramsey, you think? Basically, yeah. She's watching Dave Ramsey. So I go, why don't you invest your 110 grand with me and I'll give you a check every month for a thousand bucks? And she goes, we can do that. I go, yeah, we can do that. Okay. So guys, this is five years ago, still have 110,000 of her dollars on four or five sub two deals. I spend her, I give her a thousand dollars. Here's the cool thing. Desiree, she goes, well, now how am I going to buy a house? And I go, well, why, what's, where does your family live right now? She says, I'm renting. I go, great. Call your landlord. She said, don't call my landlord. He's mean. 
I go, we're calling your landlord. And I structure a zero down seller finance deal that she currently lives in five years ago on her current property to buy it, to buy it. And this is the great thing. She goes, well, I, I, I can't, I don't have a down payment because I gave you all my 110. I go, Desiree, I'm the creative finance guy. I'll show you how to buy this. She'll, she'll tell you the whole story. I, I go and meet her landlord, sit at lunch, same hamburger spot, buy him a hamburger. I don't know what it is about hamburgers, but they warm <laughs> the works. soul. He sells the deal, seller, seller finance to her zero down, 3% interest. He feels like he wins the lottery because he sells it to her 40 grand over Zillow price. Yeah. And she goes, Pace, I don't, I shouldn't be buying this. It's 40 grand. I go, Desiree, the market's going to go crazy the next three or four years. It does. Price of the house doubles. She then goes and buys the second, a second house from him on the same street. This lady, Desiree, has referred over $4 million of private money lenders to my projects because of how I've treated her. And I pick up the phone. She was a wholesale lead. A wholesale lead, a motivated seller selling their house to us. One of her, she inherited a property. She sold it to us for 40 cents on the dollar. She's like, get it off my hands. You guys are missing the fact that as a wholesaler, the majority of my beginning um, raising private capital actually came from my sellers. Most of, most of them I could call up. Probably Did you pay her uh, a referral fee or anything on the referrals for the money, or is she just doing it because of such a great experience? It's all these, tra- she's a nurse. And so she works in a hospital and she brags to her friends. She's like, I have mailbox money. It comes in from this guy pace every single month. And guess what? Now a whole bunch of them get mailbox money from me every single month. So, have, uh, so this is off topic of a dating contract, but similar story. One of my private investors, um, she's got, I, I think three or $400,000. She's, but she's W2 been with the same company. So she creates a lot of Ira and so, and she's super connected with a bunch of corporate people. They all have and retirement they all have IRAs. Yeah, yeah, they all have every single, all of her friends. And they don't know they can self-direct. All of her friends have 25 to 100,000 in an IRA. We self-direct it, put it to work and they're earning eight, 10, 12%. So I told her, I said, well, here's kind of my criteria. I pay, I pay 8% if it's under a hundred thousand in capital. I'll pay 10% if it's between a hundred and 300 and I'll pay 12% if it's over 300. And I said, and that's what I typically pay. You tell any of your friends those same terms, but add a, add a percentage on. So tell them 9, 11, 13. I really like this. I like that structure. I like the breakdown of that. I, I don't do it that way. I have a completely different pitch, but that's a way better pitch than the more money you give me, the more I'll pay you an interest. Really smart. Cause what they're always doing, especially in the first time they lend money to you, right in their mind, they're dating you. I don't trust you yet. This all kind of still ties into the same thing of building credibility And so they're going to say, well, I have half a million dollars, but I just met Jerry and I don't know that he's the guy that I I can put all my eggs in the basket. So you go, well, how much money do you have to lend? Even though they have half a million, they go, I have about 75. They always tell you way lower, way lower. This is how my conversation goes. 10 and 12. Yeah. So I say to him, I say, well, how much do you want to start with? You know? And they're like, okay, well, um, I'd like to start with a hundred thousand. And I'll say to them, I'll say, okay, you know, I just told you that that's 8%. If you lend me between 100 and 300, and I got deals going on where I, I'll put it to work, I'll bump it from eight to 10. And they're like, wait a minute. So the next thing you know, they're, they're like, I'll actually put 300 to work and get to the 12%. I go from a, an initial conversation with 50, 75, 100, 20 minutes later, they're giving me 300,000. Dude, this is just, we could talk about this for days, how fun this is. Going back though to the referral, by bumping it up then, 
she's now getting an override on, on all my interest. They're incentivized to like yeah. tell their friends about you and all now that. she's motivated. She tells all her friends and I, I've got all these investors. You don't guys, her. you don't need a big brand to go raise this money, right? You need, you need to go treat people right. And you need to learn this kind of stuff. And keep in mind, again, we're probably, we're going into the, to the financing. This money that you'll raise like 25, 50,000, hundred thousand. I'm not using that money as the principal on deals, the main bulk of yeah, the deal. That's the hard I'm using, using it for the, for the down payment where the creative is, where it's subject to, or, you know, to cover the hybrid or hard money, which is easy to get covering the 80% using that on the 20. People tend to think that you need all this money Four or five people giving you 50 grand. You're going to do so many deals if you leverage that in the right way. Yeah. People think that, um, when I think when you first start in the business, me for, for specifically, I thought that people were buying these houses that they're flipping with cash. All the investors you worked for. All, every one of them. I had done thousands of flips for other people and I did not understand the dynamics of a hard money lender giving 80 or even, you know, well, there's a company here, Frank West, that will give 100%, 100% of the yeah. purchase. So all you need to do is go get a bridge loan or a gap lender for the renovation. I didn't understand that. Otherwise I would have stopped being a guys. The information you're learning on this channel right now <laughs> would have saved me probably seven years of my life. Well, this is great. I love the dating contract that really helps overcome. Yeah, I'll, I'll give, I'll give Jerry my Send latest those. data's contract. He'll add it to his stuff. Guys, if you really want to learn creative financing at a whole nother level, be sure to go to paceandjerry.com. And on that page, when you go to that link there, you can schedule a strategy call with Pace's team. They're going to walk you through and see if it's a good fit to be part of Pace's mentorship program. Um, amazing opportunity right now to really learn these strategies in depth. This is not like some home study course. It's ongoing all the time training. Pace is doing live trainings every single week, helping you with your exact deals, showing you how to structure them. It's really the best way I've seen to learn creative financing at a whole nother level. And it's this is and has to be part of your game plan going forward. So go to paceandjerry.com. Let's do on the next one. Let's do options. I think options are really fun. I know options are huge. Let's do it. Let's do options. Not next, to guys. be Watch confused with lease options. Not lease options, just option, an option. So we'll cover that next. Thank you guys. We'll see you on the next video.